Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, Jake Stromboli, Big Baby David. Uh, big sports weekend for a lot of people. Uh, the Masters, uh, I didn't get to watch a lot. Hurt me. Uh, baseball season in full tilt. Did get to watch and enjoy a lot of that, including Baltimore opening day. Some of the nicest people in the world working that facility. Unreal. Uh, was one of those realizations of like, you know, the Yankee Stadium, they kind of get to do what they want because their product is the Yankees. Like, the Orioles, for the past five years, they've had to be, like, perfect everywhere else because their product on the field hasn't been great. They're, like, security, uh, ticket people, whoever it was, everyone was, like, so nice. So, so nice. So that was fun. Uh, and I think we're going to focus on uh, Espen. You may be familiar with them. Just came out with an article, most exciting players and teams of the 2023 season. And <laughs> the team that has been on the tip of everyone's tongue uh, has been the Tampa Bay Rays, which is kind of funny because if you're looking for a clickbait topic, uh, they're one of the worst, unfortunately, uh, as their fan base is still growing and all the jokes about the trop and low payroll for years, although they've gotten a little better. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are off to a 9-0 and start, uh, and it's perfect fodder because it's been against bad teams, Detroit, Washington, and Oakland. I, I think probably the three teams I would pick to be the worst this year. Um, we texted about a little last night. Who are the other? The Royals could be in play. Yeah, like conservatively, it's like three of the five. bottom five worst like, teams. If um, you... If you're really down on on Pittsburgh, Reds, you're, yeah, Reds should be should be the one above them, um, below them. So, but it's also the fashion they've done it. So it's the perfect sports fodder. They're destroying teams. Seventy five runs is the most runs scored. Eighteen is the most the fewest runs allowed. Uh, they are breaking records from teams that you didn't know exist uh, from like eighteen eighty four. How bad they were blowing them out. Can only imagine the dudes on the field for that game. 1884? Like, some of those... God, some of those backstories would probably make us sad. Anyways, um, they've been dominating. They're supposed to get Tyler Glass now back soon. They just lost Jose Siri. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Jeff Passan highlights in this article, and he may join us. Later this week, I actually want him to join today because he's, I texted him this word. He's so horny about these rays. Um, and he does note that they, uh, in May, May 5th, they go Yankees, Orioles, Yankees, Mets, Brewers, Jays, Dodgers. So, you know, in that, what is that? Three weeks, we're going to find probably more about the rays than you will in the first week and a half where they're playing the worst teams in baseball. But I think there's a couple teams and a couple players who, you know, kind of a make it matter. What does it mean? I think I think there's things happening around the league in this first week and a half that matter more. And I think it goes to the Milwaukee Brewers. And before I get into them, why don't you guys get into draft kings? Baseball season's in full swing and weather. Or not, you're rooting for the home team, the away team, or your favorite player, DraftKings, has you covered. 
Uh, we've been placing a lot of bets, cash out. If you've been following some of our stuff, um, you know, DraftKings gives a cash out option if your bet's looking good. And sometimes you just take it. Take the cash. Uh, you know, you win a little less, but you'll win. And right now for new customers, you bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and you get 150 in bonus bets if you do. Join in the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app, sign up with code BAKERS. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline, get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code BAKER. Wow, they got the full disclaimer back out. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelponline.org. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age is varied by jurisdiction and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. State-specific responsible gambling resource. Whoa! Poppy got hot, and so have the Brewers. I'm wearing their shirt today. They are 7-2. and two. Uh, Bradford Doolittle, who writes for ESPN, said there's something special brewing in Milwaukee. Maybe a beer joke there. Um, Jesse Winker. I've, I've circled him as much as I can. The problem is I circled him for Seattle last year, and it didn't go well. Um, I'm going to guess he was banged up. I've talked about this a lot. If you see a year on a player's card that... Sticks out like a sore thumb. It's usually because of an injury. Maybe it's a little injury. Maybe it's different league. Maybe it's um, just a combination of things. So far, he's been slapping the ball around. 308 batting average at 387 on base. Before Seattle, just a reminder, Jesse Winker in 413 games, 288, 385, and 888 OPS. That's elite. That is elite. Uh, he had a 688 OPS in Seattle last year. And funny enough, that was a positive OPS plus. It was a 102 OPS plus. So, again, it was a down year for offense. And when you adjust it to a traditional pitcher's park in Seattle, he was technically above league average last year. A weird year for Jesse Winker. Um, Milwaukee bought in. One year left of him. Seattle sold and cut bait. That's kind of what they do. Um, okay, so Jesse Winker. They were in on the William Contreras trade. We've talked about that a lot. He's just a really good young ball player. Plug him in the middle of the lineup. Their young guys are what's going to pivot and see if they can compete with St. Louis. Um, and right now, Garrett Mitchell and Bryce Terang and Joey Weimer, they look good. Remember they brought in Luke Voigt and you get excited about that? You're like, oh, yeah, Luke Voigt, the Yankees. He hasn't really been playing and doing too much, uh, and they haven't really needed him. Because the other thing of note, that's very Brewers, man. Like, sometimes you see signings and you're just like, oh, okay. You skip over them, especially talking baseball. Winter meetings, when they happen, everything's going down. It's hard to keep up at a certain point. Brian Anderson uh, from Miami. He used to be the piece for Miami. He was fourth in Rookie of the Year voting. Uh, 2019 and 2020, his OPS was in the eights. He only played 67 games in 2021. In 2022, he plays 98 games, which still isn't a lot, but he doesn't really hit in either of those seasons. And guess what? 
because of his early success as a ball player and who the Marlins are as a franchise, they move on. He's granted free agency. The Brewers signed him one year, $3.5 million. Uh, and so far, he's played nine games, 370 batting average, a 486 on base, and a 1.226 OPS. Now, do I think that continues? Probably not. Do I think he could probably play a little better than his career 757 OPS? Yeah. And by the way, he plays really good defense. So the Brewers, what looked and felt like a quiet offseason, William Contreras, middle of the lineup, young, catcher, DH some days probably, great. Jesse Winker, what'd they give up for Jesse Winker? Pretty much... Uh, they gave up what? Colton Wong. Mm, who piece. they were they were planning to to sell him. But if you anyway, remember, I, you know, Colton Wong uh, has had a weird little history where his salary has been just above what he's been valued for. Like the Cardinals let him go, mm. um, and then the Brewers signed him, and then I think they kind of felt in the same situation. Um, so they, that's why they were, felt pretty easy moving along with that while also getting Abraham Toro back. So it was a very cheeky Brewers offseason. There's a couple, you know, Winker is a little bit of a big bet for them. He's got to be a middle-of-the-lineup guy. William Contreras, same, but he's 25 and he just broke out. Like, you believe in that. Comes from a family of good ball players. Brian Anderson and then three kids in the lineup. That can change your outlook. Freddie Peralta, an original member of the law firm, uh, his highest velo of the season. So the best record in the National League, very early on, your Milwaukee Brewers, a team that the past couple years was kind of World Series contenders. Trevor Plouffe of the perfect Atlanta Braves. World Series prediction. Had them going last year. Kind of ended up funky. Remember, we were hoping for a, a Craig Timber. Didn't really happen. Um, you look up and down that team, the young guys at the bottom are going to be the difference. And, hey, if they are in it, what can they add as a little piece that could be significant for them? What they've done is arguably more significant than what the Rays have done. <laughs> Um, and that's not shots fired. It's just level of competition. Brewers are going on a diesel West Coast trip. Let's see if I'm saying the same thing in a week and a half. Snakes, Padres, Seattle. So uh, you have to schedule watch a little bit too, and that's the whole that's the whole Rays conversation. Um, it's funny. I think they had the. They have the Braves and the Padres in this article who just played. Um, Padres needed some wins, uh, and they ended up getting them in their final three games against Atlanta. Atlanta was out into a credible start, and then you lose your final three games, and we're so early in the season that it doesn't matter. The final two teams they list, the Baltimore Orioles and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um the Orioles, I think you guys 
might know where I'm at. I think the league knows they're coming. I, I guess the thing that I haven't acknowledged enough is that, well, what if they are coming? And let's stop saying that. Um, so much youth, so much talent. Gunnar Henderson, top prospect in baseball. If he goes, he goes. Uh, the crowd in Baltimore loved him. He's got speed. He's got pop. Um, <laughs> there's a nice line. Kylie McDaniel, who normally does their prospects, was saying that they their power and speed is perfect waiver claim type fantasy baseball guys. Like, if you catch them on the right series, they're going to go off. If you catch them on the wrong series, you might get nothing. And that's where I'm worried for the Orioles this year. Although they're first in so, uh, they're leading the majors in steals this year. They're fifth in the AL in slugging. But I'm going to asterisk that a little bit because, again, they played in Fenway in those crazy games to start the year. And that Boston pitching in Fenway Park is that cooks the books on slugging a little bit. I'm not in on them. Um, he says here the pitching is behind at the moment. Uh, they called up Grayson Rodriguez, and I hope he's a dude for them, and he can be. Even with that, their pitching just feels a little thin. That I'm not in on the Orioles yet, or at least, and I guess this is the comparison, and you guys are more than welcome to call me bias. The other team mentioned is the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, the Orioles, and this is funny enough, they still have the number one um, ranked minor league system. So the Orioles are still coming. Like, I don't, just because I'm not in on them this year doesn't mean I don't believe in what they're doing. Again, they fast-forwarded last year. Like, they got ahead of schedule last year. I think they're going to end up a little more on schedule this year. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. But go through the teams, people. Who do you think the Rays are? Who do you think the Yankees are? Who do you think the Blue Jays are? Who do you have the Orioles jumping of those bunch? It's really tough. I We've run into this conversation a few times. It's really tough. And that's excluding the Red Sox, who have a chance to be just as good as the Orioles. So I'm, I'm just not there with them. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. The Diamondbacks, on the other hand. They are leading the National League in stolen bases, um, including five uh, in Sunday's game. And they have some of the fastest guys in baseball in their lineup. Um, I mean, Corbin Carroll, I think you probably know about by now. Huge prospect, got called up, got the big extension already. Um, a little back-to-back with Evan Longoria, we love that. Jake McCarthy, you might not know, uh, Speed on speed, Alec Thomas, Perdomo, uh, their young shortstop who had a really tough year last year, uh, might be getting it going. He's having a nice start to his young season. I think the part that got me even a little bit today on Talking Baseball is their veterans, I guess, deserve more respect than I would have thought. We're too close to the situation with Longoria. He's 37. He did have a big year in that Giants big year. But it's when he's healthy, he still plays. Um, Christian Walker. I talked about a lot about him this preseason. I, I think if he played first base and another market or another team, 
we would talk about him a lot differently. He won the gold glove last year, and he hit 36 homers. If that happened on the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Cubs, I think we would talk about Christian Walker a little more. So he's one of their veterans, right? Cattell Marte, you're probably familiar with him via trade rumors or good play. He's had some weird up-and-down years in his past, including last year. But uh, Cattell Marte can put together an all-star season for you. He's, he's done that before. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., you know, he was a part of those Toronto teams. He's got a couple nice seasons under him. So you got a couple veterans there that have put it together for seasons. you got a ton of kids. Gabriel Moreno, who came back for Dalton Varshow, um, catching for them. Corbin Carroll, is he a superstar? Maybe. Maybe. Um, and then Alec Tom. There's just so many young guys. For them, I think they can have last year's sneak-up Orioles factor that the Orioles don't have anymore. Zach Gallen's also an ace. They have that. The Orioles don't. Um, while having... Merrill Kelly was on Team USA. Like, I know Merrill Kelly doesn't... Doesn't get you going as much as other guys, but Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, that's like a one-two. That's like a one-two. Uh, and then they've got a litany of young guys. Dre Jameson, who's been pitching really well. Ryan Nelson has been pitching well for them. Uh... And there's some veteran guys in the bullpen that they're going to have to figure it out out there. That's their biggest question mark. But a bullpen can come together pretty quick uh, with today's analytics and how many guys throw hard. You can stumble into a bullpen, uh, although they've already had a lot of injuries out there. Mantiply, Melanson, and Cole Sulcer. Uh Sulcer, Melanson on the 60-day IL, uh, which there could be some jokes there. About them, uh, about Arizona benefiting from that after the tough year from Melanson last year. I won't make those jokes. Their division, though, if I told you they could finish higher than the Rockies, you'd say, yeah, Jake. I, I believe in that. If I told you they could finish higher than the Giants, you'd fight me on it. The Giants have been better historically. You might be f- more familiar with a few people on the Giants pitching staff, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, Logan Webb, Manaya, uh, Descalfani. Sure, you've seen those guys play for a while. Their lineup is a hodgepodge of hodgepodge. Jock Peterson, he's a guy. I believe in Jock. After him, we've done this before, it's Conforto, who maybe he's back to being Michael Conforto, and that's great. Tyro Estrada, etc. Could Corbin Carroll be the best hitter between the Giants and the Snakes this year? I think there could be an argument. Could Cattell Marte? Could Christian Walker hit the most homers? Like, I think the Diamondbacks are more in range of the Giants than the Orioles are of the three teams ahead of them in the American League East. So, you have to factor that in when you're trying to figure out wild cards and everything like that. And I don't know. I, uh, maybe I'm too close to the situation. The Dimebacks operate a little differently. Tori Lovello, a lot of teams would have let go of him during some of their tough times. 
And hey, this year still could not be pretty for them. Like I think the Orioles are the Diamondbacks. If they they're ten games below five hundred before the All Star break, I won't be shocked. Uh, but there's some hope, man. There's some genuine hope, and I've got more hope in the Snakes than the D backs. Um, mostly from where they're lined up divisionally, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh. The players part of this article, Wander Franco, you've heard it on here, you've heard it on Talking Baseball. I think I screwed up. Um, I did my top 10 list, and I, I said kind of as a punchy joke, Wander Franco, uh, you know, you're not, you're not cracking this list, kind of knowing that it would be hot. There's a lot of good shortstops in baseball. Uh, Wander Franco still has to prove a lot of it, but every day he does. Uh, in this article, they have a reminder that he was an 80-grade hit tool prospect, which that doesn't happen. That's like... Nobody gets the 80s. Nobody gets the 80s. Like, scouts are so weird and rude about it, almost. like I, As is, it's a 20-80 to 80 scale. Right. <laughs> and then... They Not, never give the the very extremes, and out. especially the hit tool, because yeah. that's that's kind of like power. I think like Stanton, Miguel Sano, when he came up, I remember he had it, but like I don't think Gary or Judge. Yeah. Like hit, I think they're like seventies. Like, like the hit tool was uh, the easiest one to get like immediately exposed, I guess. Yeah, like, like po- the, power and speed; those are pretty easy to. Yeah. To show off, right? You, you can, like, be wrong about a guy and still say, but those two tools. You're the fastest guy in the field. I can I can point to you and say that's pretty much the fastest guy in the field. You can, strongest guy who hits the ball the furthest. It's pretty easy to point to. Uh, the hit tool, that's a tricky one. Um, but that being said, I uh, between his injuries last year... Um, and just a weird season. I think I forgot what Wander's presence felt like. And I go back to the Boston and the Rays played a, uh, a wild card series in 21. Um, and he, he was the most dangerous guy in the field. Um, so he's off to a hot start this year. And I'm actually not fully ready to eat crow on Wander. Because uh, again, think about who they've played. You know, he hasn't been facing the best pitchers in baseball. And he's still a lot better versus lefties. Career. He's a 925 OPS versus lefties. 332, 378, 925 OPS versus lefties. Sure. That's that's fantastic. Against righties career, he's 268, 327, a 748 OPS. And there's a lot more righties. So I'm going to have to see that continue. Before I'm ready to die on the Wander Cross, happy Easter to everyone that celebrates. Uh, but no, he's uh, he's a little bit of a freak show, and he's been mashing righties to start this young season. Uh, and he is 22 years old, turned 22 in March. So this will be, this is all of 22. So yeah, he's special, and maybe that's going to be a part of the Rays' special run. They included Julio Rodriguez in this article. I'm not sure why. I think I think you still should, young and a good watch. 
Yes, I mean, I'm not saying that in a knocking way, in the yeah. least way. I'm saying it in, in like the people clicking this article. If you're already clicking this article, if you're watching baseball, if you follow baseball fantasy wise loosely, listen to talking baseball, listen to Waking Jake. You kind you should know who Julio is at this. If you're willing to click on a baseball article. I don't think anything Julio's done in the past nine days changes who you should have thought Julio was. Um, you don't have a newfound excitement of of Julio. Yeah, I mean he. Um, and that's okay. Yeah, I mean his his anecdote ends with he has the it factor, so that's huge. Um, but yeah, Julio Rodriguez, SEO. we're still supporting that. Next guy on the article, uh, and I'll. I hope brother Jeff Passon hops on is Shohei Otani, and he writes about him. So <laughs> I'm glad we've highlighted him. Uh, it is true, though. I, I've been saying it everywhere, talking Yanks even, that uh, second best ALERA since 21. It's Nestor Cortez is one, Shohei Otani is two, uh, and Shohei's done a lot of other stuff along the way. Manoa is three. And I think he gets mentioned. That? He gets mentioned in this article. Ronald Acuna Jr. is on this list, and I actually think that one's kind of fair. Uh, although for the little bit I tuned into Sunday Night Baseball last night, he had a little bit of a Ronnie blunder. Just missed the diving catch, laid on the ground for a minute while Bogart's got an extra base. Not great. Uh, that being said, Ronald Acuna Jr. was, you know. Kind of Julio Rodriguez before Julio. He's 25 now, his sixth year of Major League Baseball. That's crazy. 25. One, two, three, four, five, six. Sixth year of Major League Baseball. 26 homers, 16 steals in 111 games his first year. 41 homers, 37 steals in 2019. His 37 steals, you know, maybe you remember, is like, oh, he's just short of 40-40. His 37 steals led the National League. Like, in a way, is that more, I don't want to say more impressive than 40-40, but who's the number one steals guy? 2019 was a little bit of a homer year, so he wasn't first in homers, but 41's pretty good. Scored the most runs. Uh, and early on this season, he's leading the National League in stolen bases. He's leading the National League in runs scored. 310, 396, and 896 OPS. Um, I'll be interested to see how the on-base batting average develops with him a little bit. Career 278, 371, which feels plenty good. And you know what it is? The 888 OPS. In my head, I guess Ronald Acuna Jr. can be a little better than that, which is... Partially rude. But if stolen bases were factored into OPS, which we've joked about on Talking Baseball before, half joked about, like if it was OPS S, mm-hmm. on base plus slugging plus steals. Yeah. If he got a base for his stolen bases, like hitting a double, which he does, that number would change. And I think people would view it differently. And I think that's something teams track. Um, and by the way, he did have a 990 OPS in 21. Um, 
82 games. That was an injury year. Uh, but with the shortened season the year before, he was also 987. So he was 989 OPS across 128 games. He had a down year last year. Um, you know, there's a lot been a lot of funny business with him in Atlanta. I think some maturity rumors. There's those early non-hustle rumors. Hey, maybe, again, I didn't mature till I was like 27. He's still 25. Uh, that, yeah, I, I actually like him being mentioned in this article because it feels like we've come a long way from Ronald Acuna Jr., the phenom. There's been another group of phenoms between him and there, Wander Franco. Uh, and I think he's established and proven that he's going to be a bad man this year as long as he's on the field. Um, and the Braves themselves, that roster, roster is stacked. Corbin Carroll made the list. Bang. 5'10", 165. I never know how those guys have pop. I swing a wooden stick and hit a ball, and it's like... It makes a baseball field feel so much bigger. Um, I will say this. When you get a chance to watch the Snakes or Corbin Carroll at bats themselves, go watch them. He's a ball of electricity. And, yeah, I have no idea how he gets that kind of power. <coughs> Aaron Judge made the list. That's good. <laughs> that is good. That's huge. He's huge. Yeah, I guess this part of the list, they... They phrase it as hitters who's at bats you can't miss. So it's not like they're... Like you see this guy's up, flipped. They're not doing it as a full reveal, welcome to the world. Um, but... You're, you, they're saying you should go out of your way to be watching his at bats, which... It's not wrong. Yeah. It's not wrong. Uh, Sandy makes the pitcher side of this list, and I actually kind of agree, uh, although you probably know him. You know, when you've got your outing this year is a one-hour, 57-minute complete game shutout over the Twins, the team people have liked this year. Attacks, attacks, attacks. That's the quote from the article, and it's true. Uh, and me and Trev both think it, so it's got to be right. He doesn't strike out as many hitters as some of the other guys, but we think he doesn't try to, which I know that's almost faux pas. But I think if he needs to, he could. Which, again, you can't really say that about a lot of pitchers. But I think he might be one of the ones. Um, he's, he's pitching for some efficiency. He shows it in his innings, right? Like, that, that's the counterpoint. And it's accurate. Uh, they highlight Alec, Alec Manoa, like I mentioned. Uh they said Manoa is built like a 500-year-old oak tree. Okay. That's nice. I like that. Uh, That's funny. They did note this, and I've noted this before. He throws inside, uh, leading the AL and hit batters in 21 and 22. Not great, Bob. Also kind of badass, sneakily. Like, that's some old-school ace stuff. That's like Bob Gibson, right? Like, if you ever heard an announcer talk about Bob Gibson, that's what they say. Um, Alex Verdugo was talking trash about them, and they weren't even, like, playing or anything, which Alec Manoa loves. Um, <laughs> Alec Manoa responded to all of it saying, coming from him, question mark, I don't give a bleep. Yeah. 
But yeah, let's watch his next next start against the Red Sox. Hopefully we don't see him against the Yankees for a while. Joan Durant has been a wake and jake icon. Mm. I think since last spring training. Or was that this spring yeah. training? I think it was last. Last year. You, think, you were on them all last I year. I think I told you there was a spring training game. And again, my scouting isn't necessarily next level, but there was a kid in a twin spring game that was throwing triple digits and had a 92-mile-per-hour split cha- splinker, they like to call it. Excuse me. Everyone loves the new pitches, man. Like Everyone's way to find too their much. New thing. Like way too much. Slombio. This is the splinker. Yeah. Feel like it can just be like his slider's not very fast, but it's still a slider. I mean, that's just what we used to do. Like Ian Hamilton, who throws a slombio, if you didn't know. Slider, changeup, combio, slombio. It's a slider. The grip is a changeup. Why do... Not to be rude, but why do we care about the grip? Yeah, why are, why are we trying to categorize it differently? If they want to call it whatever, like when they're talking about him while they're watching him. Yeah. I think sure, we're just having too much fun naming pitches, and that's fine. And that's people fine. got different kinks. Duran's got his splinker, uh, and that's one of it. And there's a chance I was first on him. If you were listening to Wake and Jake, that one spring training day where I just watched him pitch, they go Shohei and Scherzer, which all right. I think you're familiar again. Uh, Scherzer, I will say this, since 2021, I kept telling the AL ERA leader is Nestor. The other guy is Max Scherzer. Um, You know, Verlander joining the team and how good Verlander was last year. And I don't know, Scherzer's got like a, there's a little bit of a boring effect to it in the rudest way possible. (laughs) Just like, You've known what you've been getting into in a Max Scherzer game for the past decade. Like, he's intense. The two eyes, pitch mix, the fun wind-up. You've seen him in big games. You've seen him on different teams. There's a little Scherzer fatigue that it's almost like, all right, let's see him in the playoffs, which is horribly rude. Uh, Shohei, no. Uh, I will say to round out the list... uh, Sometimes baseball has a weird... Like, the best players in the NBA are pretty much going to be the best players year in, year out. You're going to have an older guy fade. You'll have a younger guy get better. Dylan Cease on the White Sox. He was the White Sox, like, fifth starter coming into last year. Or fourth. And he was kind of the guy that was like, he's good. Okay, he's got a mustache. He plays disc golf. He full-on broke out last year. Without Verlander, he wins the Cy Young. I think... If the White Sox weren't so miserable last year, there was a chance he wins the Cy Young. Um, he didn't have the storyline on his side. Finished second, um, 184 innings pitched, 227 strikeouts, a 2-2 ERA, 14-8. and eight. Um, 
Was he close in the voting? I always forget stuff like that. Uh, no. Uh, Verlander ran away with it. Had every first place vote. Half deservedly so. I mean, Verlander was 10 innings less, a 175 ERA. Is a is a it was a close decision, but everybody picked Verlander. Yeah, each individual selection, people were like the whip. No. Those walks, Dylan Cease. I'll tell you what, uh, doesn't matter. We we watched him pitch on opening day. Uh, Dylan Cease is a true ace, and so I, far he's doing it again. Yeah, I think I think there is a little bit of like you know let's. We do this in baseball. Like, let's see it. Let's see him do it another year. Um, I'm kind of good. He he throws that slider. He's been throwing it this year 42% of the time. Uh, two games, 11.1 innings pitched, 11 strikeouts. Um, and he added a curve, too. So I, I think that was, that was part of the problem in previous years. He was kind of two pitches. Uh, he was trying to work in a changeup. Fastball, slider, curveball, 4% on the change. Um, mm. That uh, Yeah, that guy's, that guy's pretty untouchable, and he's becoming more of a veteran. He's 27 now. So entering his prime, I think it's all come together. Fastball, velo, fastball, spin, um, the whiff rate, K percentage, all of that. Uh, so yeah, that was, you know, coming out of this baseball weekend, there wasn't, um, you know, the, the two storylines that we hit in dumb and talking baseball were collisions sliding at home. I don't think you needed me alone to dive into that anymore. Uh, so yeah, let's see what else the baseball gods have for us. Uh, again, I think brother Jeff may join us Wednesday. Elsewhere in sports, the Masters happened. I'm very jealous that I didn't get to watch more of it. It was Easter weekend. Uh, John Rahm wins. He's a pretty cool guy if you're not in the golf world. Big dude. Spanish. Played at Arizona State. Um, he wins convincingly. It was a fun story. Brooks Kepka, Because all the live, a bunch of the live golfers were at this. Because it's the Masters. And if you're defending champ... Any defending champ is welcome to play the Masters as long as they want. That's why you'll you'll see some of the old guys tee it up for mm. the first weekend. It's a nice little tradition. Like, if you win, you're welcome. Um, so, yeah, Kepka comes back from Liv. That whole rivalry, he has the le- uh, he's on top of the leaderboard. He falls back. Um, but, yeah, there is a lot, of, a lot of golf beef going on. Tree fell. Scary. Some tasteful and untasteful jokes about that. It's like, you know, someone was saying if they, uh, if it had killed someone or hurt someone really badly. There's a lot of jokes about how people want to go out in life. Hmm. I mean, for some old guy to go out at Augusta, I don't know. Like, I think you'd put that on the list of like, kind of. Kinda. Big lawsuit for the family. You probably get like a bench where you died. That'd be a little dark. Uh, um, so that was a big weekend of golf. I wish I watched more of it. NBA playoffs are set, right? Yep. We're good to go. Uh, Bucks <laughs> wait the play-in winner. So do the Celtics. They're your two seed. 
Sixers, Nets. Different Brooklyn Nets team that started the season. That should, in theory, be a really good draw for the Sixers. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks, BBD. You're going to be going to one of those games? Two of those games? One of them. Don't know which one yet. Game three or four, probably. That's exciting. Um, Cavaliers minus 205. But Knicks are preferred by ESPN BPI, which I don't... That's one of their robots they use still. Yeah, the... I, I bet on them. Ooh. DraftKings. Uh, Nuggets are your one. Grizz are your two. Uh, Sacramento Kings, Golden State Warriors should be a really fun series. Tough draw for Sacramento. Yeah, Sacramento had this has this fun upstart team. They've won over the city. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is a star. Sabonis is incredible. Uh, Herder and some of their role players are really good fits. Uh, that yeah, I think that's going to be a great series. Golden State hasn't turned it on all year. Maybe they're about to. That's the thing with Golden State. Even their last game, they put up one fifty-seven. And then the Phoenix Suns and the Clippers. Uh, Suns are big favorites. Kevin Durant trade. He's just started playing with them. Uh, the Clippers. You forget like Kawhi and Paul George. That was supposed to be like a thing. Thing. They were going to be like year in year out. Favorites. Right? Sounds like an, Paul George is like gonna be out again. Yeah, there. You know, there was an argument. Remember, Kawhi had an argument for best player in the world. I don't know. NBA obviously didn't have me this year. I think playoff basketball will. Um, you know, the stakes they're high. I enjoy them. Uh, and the playing games, I, they kind of got that right. Like they're fun. Although I guess the season matters less. So <laughs> it's a. It keeps the teams in the playoffs slightly more motivated if you're not one of the t- clear top four teams in your conference. Unless if you're Dallas. Yeah. Little little tankaroo. Um, yeah. Hate so, those guys. So I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to be watching NBA playoffs. There should be some exciting stuff. Uh, Atlanta versus Miami. Miami. Uh, tomorrow night. Minnesota versus the Lakers. Uh, you remember Minnesota celebrating their playing hmm. win last year uh, and getting ripped apart. So it's fun. I mean, NBA playoffs, I do think, is a really good product still. Um, but there is usually a lot of survival of war of attrition, injuries, um, who's left standing. I, I really hope one of these upstart teams, the Grizzlies or the Nuggets or Sacramento, like one of the teams that you really don't, Factor in, just because they haven't had any real success. I hope they join the party. I, I think that would be really cool. Nice. Um, so let's see what happens there. Let's see what happens the rest of this week. Uh, baseball is rolling. April 10th. Brother Jeff. We'll see you guys Wednesday. Watch everything on John Boy Media. Uh, and we'll see you guys soon. Love. Love.